is episode episode six, six. Okay. of uh, the as yet <laughs> unnamed uh, Pete and Brian. We gotta, we'll, we'll have to work on that here. Yeah, that's that's Brian and Pete, and I'm Pete, and that's Brian. Um, we like to talk about OSU Beaver sports, and when possible, talk about the ones that don't get the limelight. Yep. Um, Brian, you of course, huge women's basketball. Yes. I'm um, waiting for my uh, um, season ticket renewal notice and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, and then uh, and I like the baseball team quite a lot. Baseball gets a lot of attention, but um, maybe not as much as, of course, the football and basketball and that kind of thing. So we like to talk about the. Um, uh, the sports that, that don't always get the limelight, but we like to cover it all too. And we always start off with what has happened since the last time we were here. We were here two weeks ago, I think. And softball, of course, uh, we recorded on a Thursday night last time, and we watched the Beavers play against UCLA. That series that was a little rough. Didn't go well. Yeah. They got swept. Uh, they got swept. They got mercy ruled on the Thursday game. And on the Friday game, and then on Saturday, they lost 7 nothing. But good news came along. Last week, it was time for the Civil War, which is always great. Take on the despised, the hated, the super-mega-loathed-detested Oregon Ducks. And it was in Eugene, no mm, less. Yeah. So beat them on their territory. Um, the Ducks had been a powerhouse program, but they've had a lot of uh, problems. They're... Um, their coach, coach left, left, yeah. and then a lot of players defected as well, and so they've been kind of going through a rough patch. But that's just too bad. The Beavers did go ahead and sweep them, which was really cool. That was uh, the first sweep that they've had all season. It's been a long season in the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is a gauntlet, and so it was nice, happy scoreboard for Beaver Nation down there. In Eugene last Friday, the Beavers mercy ruled them eight to nothing in five innings. They collected eight hits, including three doubles as a team. They got Homer from Missy Nunez uh, and Mariah Maison. She went the distance in the circle, scattered six hits, struck out five. Game two at Jane Saunders Stadium was significantly closer. But in the sixth inning, the Beavers stretched their lead out from four mm -hmm. to three out to eight to three. And then they hung on down the stretch. Izzy Owen uh, drove in three runs. Cameron Yabara hit a home run, and they ended up winning that one. Then on Sunday, the Beavers were hitting the ball very much, which is really awesome. Uh, they had two home runs from Shelby Weeks. They won 12-8, to eight, so the Ducks were hitting the ball pretty good, too. Uh, Narissa Eason pitched three in the third innings, and then Mariah Maison came on in relief, hmm. surrendering just two hits as well as one run. For her efforts in the circle last week, uh, Mariah Maison ended up being Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week, which oh, is awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, the sophomore from Tulare, California. She pitched 15 and two-thirds innings, struck out eight, and set the tone for the entire weekend with a shutout on Friday. She has pitched 18 complete games this season. Also, Maya Rader was named Pac-12 Freshman of the Week. She went six for eight. You're the math guy. That's uh, a 750, right? Yeah. So she hit 750. On the spot like that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> she hit 750 for the weekend with three doubles, uh, one in each game, four RBI. Uh, her double in game two helped the Beavers win. And then she's actually hitting 311, leading the team with 10 extra base hits, seven doubles, three triples. So good week for Beaver Soft. Yeah, it's encouraging. It was a tough start to the season 
right? It's looks yeah. encouraging, signs of hope. They're hitting the so. ball, they're pitching the ball, they're catching the ball. <laughs> it's good. Uh, women's rowing, uh, they were number 18 in the country. They were all set to row against Clemson a couple weeks ago at the Clemson Invitational down in South Carolina. But Mother Nature had other ideas as foul weather led to the entire event being canceled. And there were 11 top 25 teams there for that wow. event. And unfortunately, it didn't uh, get to go because there was rain and significant wind leading to debris on the course. So that was not a safe environment. So they just went ahead and canceled that one. However, the women did get to row in the Longhorn Invitational at Austin, Texas at Walter Long Lake. There was some bad weather there, too. Uh, bad weather just following this team around. It was. I know. They've got their own little dark cloud, man. But uh, they actually did pretty well. Uh, they had to move the heats the heats from the uh, Saturday morning to the final uh, Friday evening and then have the finals on Saturdays. And uh, the finals, Beavers actually made a very good showing. The Varsity 8, which is ranked number 18 in the country, they finished second. Uh, to USC, who's the number 11 team in the country, but it was close. It was by a tenth of a second. So uh, that was a good one. The good news is they were uh, four seconds faster in the final than their heat, so that's what propelled them to second place. Um, second varsity eight finished third in their heat Friday and then fourth in the uh, second final, final B. Pardon me. Varsity four also finished second in uh, their B final, and second varsity four finished third in the A group final. Novice eight finished second in theirs as well. As a team, the Beavers finished third in group B uh, out of eight teams, just one point ahead of, or sorry, one point behind Oklahoma who took mm. second place. So that's a good weekend. The uh, men's team, also number 18 at the time, they had a meet head to head with number four Cal. Now Cal is a rowing powerhouse, and they showed it. They swept all the events, and nothing was really close. So there was that. That took place. Uh, men's golf, they wrapped up their Pac-12 season, finishing 11th, unfortunately. They will find out today at uh, 6 p.m. if they make the um, NCAA tournament or not. 81 teams go to that. Hmm. If they do make it, they'll probably end up going to the Palouse Regional in Pullman because that's the geographically closest one, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't like, either. Like women's basketball, you can get stuck in a regional that's across the country. Right. Right. Yeah. So. But uh, the good news is Spencer Tibbetts, he got honorable mention all Pac-12. He's the sophomore from the beautiful state of Washington. Had five top ten finishes this year. Nice. He got... Uh, uh, honorable mention all pack 12 and sean cato got honorable mention all pack 12 freshman team so that's good too the women's golf team was selected they are participating in the 72 team ncaa tournament they'll play in their regional at tumble creek golf club in clee Ellen, washington that's may 6th through 8th third consecutive trip to the postseason for them awesome yeah 
Football really briefly. The spring game happened, and the good news is nobody got hurt. That's, you know, because that's all <laughs> yeah, you want no, out of your spring game. Well, uh, well, I was watching that game. Like, Jonathan Smith almost got hurt. I don't oh, know really? if you saw that play where he was kind of out there on the field behind the play, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it broke right, and then he was in the way. So he was, like, <laughs> booking it to the sidelines. It was pretty funny. Like, him and the ref barely got out of the way of the play. Everybody else was fine. Coach Smith pulled a hammy. Yeah, no. yeah pretty much. Like, but uh, the orange team did win that one, twenty-seven to seven. Most importantly, like I said, though, nobody got hurt. That's the good thing. And then also, uh, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know how it was revealed or whatever, but they did reveal the new uniforms for football, and those look pretty cool. I, I yeah, I don't. I still don't know what to think of those. Yeah. Well, what I do like, I like the intention anyway. I don't know yeah. if I like the practicality of it, but the wood grain in the numbers. Yeah. I like that. The stripes yeah. on the top, the Texas A&M uh, shoulder stripes, I'm not crazy about. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying like I'm still not sure what I think about it. Yeah, like, I look at it, I'm like, there's a lot going on there. There is, but yeah. um, they're sticking with black helmets all the way through, though I saw because they they only have black helmet for the white, orange, or uh, black uniforms. So, hmm. which that's all right. It's a nice looking helmet. Yeah. Uh, let's see, track and field took place too. Oh, uh, I remember okay. a couple weeks ago. Team was down in Long Beach, and the big news out of that, a freshman from Oklahoma, Keely McLaughlin, set a new school record in the shot put, heaving an eight-pound, eight-ounce cannonball. This team can just throw shit. They really can. They are a throwing team. Um, And uh, so this eight-pound shot put, 8.8 pounds to be precise, uh, is 50 feet, two inches, to break a new school, uh, school record that had actually stood for 35 years. Um, and then last week, they actually hosted the high-performance meet yep. on the 26th and 27th, and that went well for them, too, is the throwers. On Friday, uh, Lindsay McShane continued carving her name in the record books in the hammer throw. She hucked it 199 feet, about two-thirds of a football field. Uh, that was good for second place in that meet. And uh, in the 3,000-meter steeplechase, Grace uh, Featherstenhow, uh won that one. And then freshman uh, Haley Wolf won the 5,000-meter race, and she had to wait all day until that event took place. It was the wow. last thing that happened, but uh, she won the 5,000 in 16 so, minutes, 33 seconds. So do you know how much those things weigh, like the hammer? The hammer the, is, I thought the shot puts like 16 pounds. Uh, that's the men's. The okay. women's hammer, uh, sorry, women's um, uh, shot put is 8.8 pounds, and the women's hammer is 8.82 pounds. So they're both almost 9 pounds, basically. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> nine fucking throwing nine pounds, fifty feet. Well, 50. yeah, and then the the hammer is two hundred two hundred feet almost. Yeah, good lord, <laughs> I don't think I can throw a golf ball that far. Well, I probably a the hammer, especially like you probably fall over. Like I right. couldn't do it just from a <laughs> yeah. hand eye coordination, spinning and falling over. Like I'd probably throw myself into the fence or something. Yeah, they do some amazing work. That's awesome. Um, last Saturday they. Uh, also had a good throw in the javelin from Miss Destiny Dawson. Uh, she actually won the javelin in that meet with a throw of 161 feet. And then uh, Jordan Slater finished third as she threw it 154 feet. And then their jump specialist, Ann Wingleth, uh, she won the high jump at 1.69 meters. Or five foot six and a half, so that's probably higher than her head. Uh, <laughs> you're not down with the whole metric system. Yeah. 
then there was baseball. Uh, the Beavers swept the Cougars last weekend, Friday, 18 to four. Andy Armstrong hit his first homer of the season. Adley Rutschman hit a grand slam. Uh, Saturday was a barn burner. That was a 16-inning game. Jake Harvey finally in the bottom of the 16th singled home Preston Jones. Bryce Femmel was really sharp for six in the third innings, but they couldn't score more runs than the Cougars, so they were tied at three after regulation and just kept going and going like the Energizer Bunny. Femmel struck out eight. Ultimately, uh, Jake Mulholland uh, picked up the win. That was his third of the year, and... The long stint in relief, he actually went five and a third innings mm. without giving up a run. And then Sunday, big performance out of Grant Gambrell on the mound. He struck out 12 Cougars, uh, giving the only uh, two hits is all he gave up in the 2-0 win. Uh, Christian Chamberlain came on and picked up the save in the ninth. Then Troy Clunch did the catching, and Adley Rutschman moved down to first base, and it was actually good to have him there because several third strikes got away from Clunch, and he had to heave him down to Rutschman for the for the out. So kept him busy. Uh, Clunch went two for four, though. He had a good day behind the plate, had an R- uh, and uh, at the plate, sorry, and uh, he had an RBI. Andy Armstrong had the other RBI, went two for four, and the Beavers moved to seventeen and four in Pac-12 play. Now alone in first place. They have swept four of their seven Pac-12 series this year. Then last night, I don't know what it is with these non-conference games in the middle of the week. They seem to struggle. They just don't take seriously. I don't think. Well, yeah, I don't know. They don't use their usual starting pitchers, and it messes up their routines a little bit. But uh, they lost to Gonzaga six to three. Adley Rutschman hit another boom bapa, uh, his fifteenth on the year, twenty-sixth of his career, which is tied for eighth all time. And I got a good feeling he's going to pass the single season record for getting walked because he's already at fifty five, yeah, and and they've got uh, they've got three series left in the conference as well as a weekend series with Oklahoma State. So he's already tied the record of fifty five set by Michael Conforto. Um, men's yeah. basketball has some stuff going on. Uh, they signed a JC transfer by the name of Sean Miller Moore, and he's a six five wing. Apparently, really explosive guy. A lot of coach speak around him, though, mm. because you get those with JC transfers. Yeah. He's explosive. He, he goes strong to the rim. He's aggressive. You know, has a good motor. <laughs> a lot of a lot of coach speak, but he apparently is pretty pretty good. And uh, good. so he's coming in uh, to add to the basketball program. And then women's basketball. basketball. Yep. Um, Destiny Slocum and, and Aliyah Goodman got invited yep. to a USA Basketball three on three tournament. Yeah. And that's coming up on the third and fourth. Friday, then, Saturday. Yeah, and then just announced yesterday or today, uh, Sharon Rissmiller, who was the operations manager, is now the assistant coach at the University of Portland. So oh, really? Congratulations to her and ah. good luck, and thanks for everything you did for Beaver Nation. Yeah, that'll be good for the pilots. That's a good get. Yeah. Um, gymnastics was the big one, too. Um, yeah. Since we were the NCAA turn The NCAA championships. Yes. Yeah. They went they in. well. And they did very well. And the worst they could finish was eighth. They finished sixth. Uh, the amazing part was, and you watched, you were I watched, I watched some, some of it. Yeah, I was able to watch. Not that I understand what the hell's going on. <laughs> or the story. Like, yeah. They do stuff, scores come out, and then like it's moving all over. Yeah. Uh, I can't claim that I understand it. But, but the good news is um, they had a good semifinal. The top two teams from each of the semifinals advanced to the, to the four on right. Saturday night, and the Beavers came up just short. Yeah. I mean, just, just short. short. 
0.1375 points. Yeah. Dog on it. <laughs> but uh, that was just a great season. Best coach ever, or best season ever under Coach Chaplin. Yep. And as a result, uh, four Beavers earned All American honors. Um, for their performance at the championship, senior Mary Jacobson uh, got All American on the vault. Hallie Briscoe, who's actually from Dallas, Texas, so this was cool for mm-hmm. her because she's at uh, in front of her home crowd essentially. Um, she made All American on uneven bars. She stuck a 9.9 in uh, front of her hometown crowd. Uh, junior Maya um, Lazaro grabbed All American honors with um, on the beam at 9.8875. And Isis Lowry uh, turned into 9.9 on the floor exercise. So it was oh, a great, great season. Yeah, great season. So um, that's, Congratulations to them. Great yeah, job. they had a fantastic year. Yeah. So that's kind of what has happened. That's what's happened. Segment two. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about Beavers in the pros because uh, yeah. we're getting to that point in the season where there aren't as many things going on on campus. And so... Uh, we'll just start with me kind of looking back at the baseball team last year. Of course, they won the national championship, which was magical. And now that there are nine conference games left and that's it, uh, Beavers are in first place at 17-4. and four. Each Pac-12 team plays a three-game series against the other 10 teams. So it's really only the Pac-11 because there is no baseball program at Colorado. They haven't had it since the 1980s. But the point is, if the Beavers win their mm-hmm. three series coming up, they're going to the postseason for another another year. Um, but the good one coming up will be against Stanford. That's in a few weeks. Uh, since last year was a truly magical year, uh, one in which they lost their first round game in the College World Series and lost their first game of the College World Series championship, they had to win six mm-hmm. elimination games. And uh, care to guess... Which was the last team to actually do that to win the College World Series? No, because I don't think anybody's ever done it. Well, actually, it was the 2006 Oregon State no. Beavers. <laughs> so we just like do we just like to do things for the drama? Huh? It's for the drama. Yep. Uh, since the season is drawn to a close, postseason around the corner. I just wanted to look at the Beavers that were drafted, mm-hmm. um, where they are, where they're playing right now. Uh, you can't really tell the story of the 18 Beavers without talking a little bit about Luke Heimlich. He had some legal troubles that I don't mm-hmm. want to, that's way deep in the weeds yeah. for me to go into. Uh, but he is finally playing professionally. No major league team wants the stink of his legal issues on them, but he is playing in Mexico. Um, he's playing in the AAA level, actually, in Mexico right now mm-hmm. for Dos Laredos. And he's off to a rocky start because he did sit out for an entire year. Yeah. Uh, but he's right now one and two with a 5.06 ERA. Uh, he is striking out an average of seven hitters per game. But moving on to some players who actually have a chance at one day playing in Major League Baseball, uh, six Beavers were drafted last year. And I'll just go from the sixth up to number one. Okay. Uh, Michael Gretler, he was the third baseman. He was taken number 294 overall. Uh, by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 10th round. And last season, he played A-ball short season for the West Virginia Black Bears. Hit 274 in four mm-hmm. games. That's uh, 45 games, sorry. Two home runs, 30 RBI. His slash line uh, for non-baseball nerds, that's batting average on base percentage and slugging. Uh, he's 274 batting average, 372 on base, and 396 slugging this season. He is in the Florida State League, and it seems like all the Beavers right now are either in the Florida State League or the Carolina League. Mm-hmm. They're, those are called um, Advanced A, so they're right. just like the long-season A-ball. 
and he's at the uh, Bradenton Marauders this year, struggling a little bit for his first 15 games. Uh, his slash line so far this year is 189, uh, batting average 218 on base percentage and 208 slugging. It's early, and it's a longer season. Yeah. It's a longer season. So the, we'll have to see how he does with the longer season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right-handed pitcher Drew Rasmussen was taken number 185 overall in the sixth round by the, the Milwaukee Brewers. If you remember, he had t- Tommy John surgery in 2017. He might have turned pro in 2017, but um, hmm. he had that injury. And then 18, he had another Tommy John surgery. So even though he was drafted last year, this is his first year playing in the um, professional game. And he didn't pitch at all in the minors last year. But uh, this year, he started out with the short season uh, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, uh, A-ball team. I love minor league baseball teams' names. Uh, and now he's at the Carolina Mudcats, so the Carolina League. And, Carolina uh, Mudcats. Yes, sir. Uh, no decisions thus far, but a 1.89 ERA and 16 strikeouts in 10 and two-thirds innings of work. Uh, the spark plug, the engine, the man who uh, got it all started for the Beavers, Stephen Kwan, the center fielder. He had some injuries down the stretch last yeah. year, and that was a bummer because he was awesome, but... Um, he actually was taken in the fifth round, 163 overall, by my beloved Cleveland Indians. And the Indians had nothing in center field last year, so I hope he comes along pretty soon. It's a long road still from long season A-ball where he is, but um, last year in the Arizona Rookie League, he hit 350, um, which is awesome. Then in four games in the New York Penn League, um, which is a short season A-ball season, I don't know why they sent him up for just four games, but... He went for four games and he hit 333. Um, total slash line last year, 346 batting, 429 on base, uh, 442 slugging. This year, he's in the Carolina League uh, along with a lot of his teammates um, at Lynchburg. And uh, he's played 22 games thus far. He's hitting 352. Wow. Um, on base percentage, 438, slugging 489. So he might be moving up to double A. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Yep. Uh, Caden Grenier, uh, 37th overall pick in the supplemental first round draft. Baseball draft is weird. Yeah. But yeah, he almost actually got to jump all the way up to the big club after spring training because the uh, starting shortstop for the Orioles got hurt. But um, they found a, a stopgap for the time being, and, and he went to back to A ball. Um, <clears throat> Last year, he did play all uh, 43 games for the Delmarva Shorebirds of the long season A South Atlantic League, yeah, Um, which actually that's where he is again this year. Last year, he hit 216 uh, with a 297 on base percentage, 333 slugging. This year, through 20 games, he's hitting 229, 319 on base, 313 slugging. For him, it's about his glove. His bat's going to just lag a little bit behind, but Mm -hmm. hopefully... Uh, that'll come up for him because um, the Orioles, you know, they have a tradition of shortstops, Cal Ripken, mm-hmm. Manny Machado, etc. And before that, Mark Bellinger, and it's, they go back a long ways with good shortstops. Uh, number 20 overall, the other hero. Remember game yeah. two of yes. the World Series? Yes, I do. When Grinder, who yeah. we just mentioned, yep. hits the pop fly. Yep. Arkansas can't come up with it. Then and he gets on base. He hits a base hit, scores the tying run. Yep. Trevor Larnack comes, comes up. up. And sends it away. That was awesome. But Larnack uh, went uh, number 20 overall. And he played, um, last year, he played in Elizabethton, Tennessee in the rookie ball, hitting 311 uh, before being promoted to the Cedar Rapids Colonels <laughs> of the Midwest League. 
Uh, he hit 297 with three home runs in 24 games there last year. This season, um, in the Twins organization, Larnack is playing for the Fort Myers Miracle of the Florida State League. Um, Everybody's advanced, in the Southwest, yes. Southeast. Uh. Yep, um, advanced day. Uh, through 23 games, he's uh, got no home runs thus far, and he's off to a little bit of a slow start at the plate. 244 batting, 297 on base, and uh, 322 slugging. And last but certainly not least, would be Nick Madrigal. Uh, he was picked number four overall by the Chicago White Sox. And you remember, too, last year he was hurt a lot yeah. of the year. A lot of the Pac-12 season he was out. And that actually probably helped Caden Grenier. Uh, and then once he came back, Madrigal played second and Grenier played short. And so the Beavers infield basically became a place where base hits went to die, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Madrigal played in the Arizona Rookie League last year, then the South Atlantic League, then the Carolina League. Um, <laughs> 303 average, 353 on base, 348 slugging, a uh, total of 43 games at three different levels last year. This year he is starting out at the Advanced A Carolina League um, where he is with the Winston-Salem Dash. And uh, wow. he is hitting 282 with 367 on base percentage and 388 slugging. And the only other thing, I, there's a few Beavers in the, the majors that are doing pretty good. Jace Fry is pitching well. Matt Boyd is pitching great for Detroit right now. The big thing that I was looking back, though, I, I mentioned the previous, um, the 06 uh, championship team. Jacoby Ellsbury um, was on that one. Yep. And he, of course, had the huge contract with the Yankees, and he's still injured. He hasn't played a game of Major League Baseball since 2017. Um, had hip and shoulder surgery both, but the big thing for him, this is why I'm really rooting for him, not just for his physical health yeah. and all that, but if he does not make the roster next year, if the Yankees choose, because this year he's getting paid $21 million, but next year the Yankees have the option of uh, only paying him $5 million um, if they choose to cut him. Mm -hmm. basically. So that would That's cost him $16, 16 million. million bucks. So I'm rooting for him to get healthy, you know? Yeah. Um, and not, be just nice. because not just because he wants to be healthy, but that's, that's a, a lot, lot of dough. That's a lot of dough for somebody to get. Yeah, and he's contributed. Um, he doesn't talk about it, but I think he has had his name attached to some of the gifts. He's given yeah. a lot of money to the OSU um, baseball program, too. So yeah. um, that's always nice. Got to keep the gravy train rolling. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so um, I didn't get a chance to do a ton of research. I got kind of stuck. Um, but WNBA season's around the corner. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so some Beavers that are playing for the pros. So uh, I think most notably Sid Weiss is at, still on the L.A. Sparks mm -hmm. squad. Uh, Ruth Hamlin got signed with the Las Vegas Aces. Mm. So she's starting out there. And Marie Gulich on draft day got traded to Atlanta. Hmm. Um, from Phoenix. And Ruth Hamblin, uh, did she play in Canada or overseas no, or something? she did play for Canada, and then she played in Australia as okay. well. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other players playing overseas. So um, Jamie Scott, a.k.a. Jamie Wisner, mm -hmm. um, was, she was the Canada Basketball Player of the Week because hmm. she's playing in, I'm going to butcher this name, <laughs> Dynamo, Dynamo Nova. Brisky in the WBC in Russia. Uh, <laughs> so that was just recently, like in um, uh, April 8th, I think. 
Hmm. Um, she was named the Canada Basketball Player of the Week for playing overseas. I think that's how they. Oh, okay, so so, so she's so from Canada. Canada basketball, basketball identifies a player that monitors, they, monitors all their right. players. Okay. I went to this website. Yeah. I tried to figure out how the WBC worked, and it's all in Russian, and I couldn't decide. <laughs> um, Google uh, the you? Google Translate button didn't work, and I couldn't figure that out. Um, may have to destroy your computer now. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And then Allie Gibson played in Puerto Rico last. Year we're kind of waiting to see if she's going to play Puerto Rico again this year. So hmm. we'll see. All right. So yeah. and um, let's see. The season is when is the draft again? Usually? The WNBA draft happened oh, two weeks right. ago already. Yeah. So that's already happened. All yeah. right. So um, well, next year of course there will be at least one Beaver in the draft. I think. I mean, because it's in uh, uh No, I don't want to get you upset again. We won't. We won't even mention. You think. But yeah. like no, I think Destiny Slocum has oh, okay. two more years. I yeah, think, in right, eligibility, then. but I don't know. I was thinking about Miss Pivot and I, yeah, Michaela Pivot, Cat Tudor, seniors, Janessa Thropea, senior. Yeah, right. So there's there'll be a couple seniors. Alrighty, third. Yep. Thing we're talking about is what's next, which, like you were saying, school's almost over. Yeah. So and there's less and less things for us to report on. Our fewer wrap, things going. We'll wrap uh, up our season here. Yeah. But, but um, the uh, men's and women's rowing, they're both going to have a couple weeks off. But on the 19th, uh, they have the Pac-12 championships. So that'll be exciting to see how they hold up against the other uh, Pac-12 teams. Men's golf, we're still playing the waiting game. We'll find out at 6 o'clock tonight. If they're going to the NCAA tournament or not, women's golf, we know that they are. Mm-hmm. They play their regional next Monday through Wednesday in Clay Ellen, Washington at Tumble Creek. 18 uh, team bracket, and uh, but it's not head to head like um, the basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the number one, I don't know exactly how they, they do the advancing of the teams. I didn't really look that hard into it. Number one team, USC, number one team in the country, USC. So hmm. I expect a strong showing out of USC. Uh, the bracket that they're in, those. this is why I suspect if the men make it, uh, they may end up at the Palouse uh, bracket because the uh, bracket the Beavers are in, the Washington bracket, includes the team from Eugene as well as the Washington Huskies. Hmm. So it seems like they've stuffed all the Northwest schools into one bracket there. Okay. Uh, women's track and field, they have coming up some big stuff, uh, fourth and fifth, which will be uh, what, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. That's the Pac-12 multi-event championships in Tucson. And then the 19th is the Grand Poobah, 19th or 12th. I didn't write it down. I'm embarrassed by that. But they're going to have the remainder of the, the Pac-12 championships. So that's what's going Let's on with the track how far team. they can throw stuff. They can throw things really, really <laughs> far. <laughs> Yes, they have they have throwers. I, I don't know where they found. Well, they found that one nice young lady from Oklahoma, but uh, still, yeah, dang, yes. they throw. Uh, speaking of throwing things, softball, uh, the Beavers will look to continue their hot streak. They get this weekend off, but then Utah comes to town in Corvallis, and okay. Beavers are riding that three game winning streak over the Ducks, which is awesome. And Utah. Is four and fourteen in the conference, fifteen and thirty-two overall. So, so looks like a team the Beavers can hang with, uh, you know, relative to like the UCLA's and Arizona's yeah, right, of the world. Right, right. Uh, Beavers are six and thirteen in the conference themselves, twenty and four, uh, twenty-four and eighteen overall. And then um, the baseball team, uh, they have three more series remaining in the Pac-12 season. 
but before they get to that, they actually have a three-game series with Oklahoma State this weekend. At um, um, But Oklahoma State is not quite as powerful this year as they have been in the past. Beavers have demonstrated lackadaisical um, in, in the non-conference Yeah, style. that's what I guess. But I guess since it's a weekend series, right? Yeah, it's a it, weekend series. So maybe the rotate, the pitching rotation might be better. Yeah, right? and this is going to be against the Big 12 team. It's not so, like they're playing a West Coast Conference team yeah. or something like that. Right. And uh, so Friday night, 5.35 at Goss Stadium, Saturday, 6 p.m., and Sunday at noon. Hmm. And so be there and root for the Beavers as they take on the other OSU. And yes. that's, that's pretty much what's that's coming it. up right now. So things are starting to quiet down. It seems like it, yeah. All right, and uh, that's gonna gonna do it, I guess, for this yeah. this version. This, of... That'll do it for this episode. Please subscribe. Please sign up. Please give us some feedback. Um, this is our first season, so we're uh, uh, a couple more episodes probably, and then we'll see how season one ends up. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you.